This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, I'm Roshan Kanesan and welcome to Raise Your Game. This month on the show, we've been exploring the four key factors of personal branding. Uh, these four factors are appearance, behavior, communication and digital presence, which forms the ABCDs of personal branding, according to our guest who's been helping us this month long. We've been tackling these individually across four weeks here on Raise Your Game. Over the last two weeks, we got into appearance and then behavior last week. Today, we're going to be talking about communication and how it plays into your personal brand. Now, to build a good impression, we can't stray away from the fact that communication matters. Everyone in an organization may have different work styles or behaviors and therefore how we react to different kinds of communication matters, right? And this can be also be dependent on the behavioral styles. Uh, the key, as my guests will mention in a little bit, is to have everyone in the organization be equipped with the understanding of different personalities and how to use that knowledge to communicate effectively, manage conflicts and carry oneself during social and networking events. Uh, by helping me with this as she has been over the last two weeks is Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. Uh, Renika, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me again. A pleasure to have you with us. I think uh, it's been really interesting covering appearance and behavior with you. Uh, today, we're going on to communication. Mm-hmm. Next week, we got digital presence, right. um, which should be an interesting one because you are quite the LinkedIn influencer yourself. <laughs> Thank you. um, let's talk a little bit about the role mm-hmm. let's start with the role that communication plays in mm. personal branding right because we right. we did it with it for appearance we did it for behavior mm. so in the vein of consistency let us continue with that uh, line of questioning right um i think that how you are able to convey your message eloquently and effectively does help to elevate your brand a lot mm-hmm. so it is not just about presentation skills or how you speak in public but it's also how you speak uh, on a day-to-day basis with your colleagues right um but one thing I also want to just emphasize here with communication is also not just about um, how you speak but also how you listen right yeah but for the context of today's session uh, this segment I think I would focus more on the speaking part Uh, but I just wanted to you know share a disclaimer that listening is really important communication too, you know? is a two way street exactly just because we're focusing on one side of the street doesn't mean you should ignore the other one that's right <laughs> future episode future episode that's right so again so the role of communication is that it does play a uh, it plays a, fa- a role in how you're perceived right how mm. you communicate uh, impacts other people um, it also communicates who you are right or at least what you're trying to set yourself as your personal brand mm. um, now we all have different personalities Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, this can impact our behavioral styles mm. and therefore the way we react to other people we work with. Yes, yes. Uh, so take us through the process of how you talk to your clients about communication because this can be quite a point of friction oh, uh, yes. at the workplace. Yeah, yeah. I think um, interpersonal skills is such an important component in communication, right? Because our personalities determine the style of communication that we would be most receptive to. So I always use the example of some people when you're telling them about an information, they need to know the details of how did you get that information, right? Where did you get it from? Is the source reliable, right? They need details, right? Uh, but there are also some individuals that tell you like, uh, such as myself, right? Um, I don't really need to know all these details. I just need to know whether can it be done or not, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the chunk size of um, the information that you require really uh, goes back to our personality styles. So whenever we talk to clients about communication, especially if they come to us and say that, you know, hey, I'm coming because a lot of my employees are having friction. There's a lot of conflict, whether it is um, between colleagues or between uh, superiors. Um, how do we go about that? And it is really simple. The first thing we need to do 
is to just help everyone understand the power of um, different different behavioral styles. Uh, what, yeah. are, what are some of these behavioral styles? Could you go th- through some of them with us? Right. So there are different models that people use to identify that. But for me, I stick to DISC, right? So it's dominant, influence, stable and compliant. So each of these personality styles, they react to information very differently. Their uh, principles or values, something that they hold very important to, are also very different. And that really showcases when they communicate. Understood. Right. And I always tell people that sometimes people who are very attuned to DISC profiling could fake the way they speak. You know, they can really be so versatile to change it, but it will always come out when there is conflict. You cannot hide that sometimes. Right. The style will always come out, yeah. Okay, so some of this reminds me of our conversation last week about mm. behavior where you talked mm. about reading the room, mm. which can be which can be really important, right? Reading right. the room and kind of kind of figuring out what this other person's mm. personality trait might be, what their behavioral uh, traits might be. Right. And if you want to learn more about that, of course, go and check out the podcast. It's available <laughs> on the website yep. and wherever you can get our podcast. Just uh, search the ABCDs of personal branding. Uh, so following up on that point, mm. uh, we have a better understanding of why communication is important to personal branding and some of the personality traits that play here. Um, what are the key elements of a good communication strategy and uh, marrying it to personal branding? Right. So understanding the other person's behavioral styles are important, but there are also other elements to this. So I would say there's five things that we really need to look at, right? So the first one is language proficiency. Um, It's not just about English. If let's say your audience is uh, Mandarin speaking or uh, Tamil or Malay, whatever that is, making sure that you're proficient in the language, that people understand what you're saying um, that you know it doesn't sound like you're all over the place is important right so that's first is language the second one is tonality Um, whether the pace of how you speak the pitch the intonation I'm sure you would know this better I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but the thing is right with pace especially I I think in every uh, part of this I just want to point out maybe some important things here with pace I think people always talk about um, don't speak too fast right but don't speak too slow too, yeah. right? Because I feel like sometimes when people kind of slow down the way they speak, it sounds really condescending. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? And you illustrated that, right? Yeah. So you kind of subtly kind of did that. And yeah. immediately I could feel that tonal shift. Right, yeah. Um, so when you're too fast, you get oh, maybe too excited, too yeah. energetic, right. uh, too slow can come off as either you're, again, it can come off condescending in some certain areas, but yeah. also you could also lose people's attention, I'm guessing. Yeah, lose people's attention. Exactly. So second one is tonality. The third one is adaptability, right? So you have to understand your audience well enough to see how you want to scale up or tone down your mm. language styles, right? Or in fact, sometimes, um, example for me, just because of my name and maybe how I look, a lot of people don't realize that I speak Mandarin, right? But if I am training a group of uh, participants and I could tell that they are um, Chinese educated, you know, they speak Mandarin, I would pepper a lot of uh, Mandarin words in there just so that I build better rapport with my audiences. The relatability element to that. Exactly, yeah. So adaptability in terms of language is also important. That's the third one. And then the fourth one talks about, you know, as uh, you know, just now when we mentioned about behavioral styles, the fourth one talks about customization. So do you know how to customize the style of your communication um, so that it suits that person's personality and they are able to be more receptive to what you say? Yeah, so that's the fourth one. And the last one, something that I feel is really, really being overlooked here is structure. Interesting. Yeah, so structure means the sequence of how you tell a story or tell an okay, information, yes. right? Yeah. 
uh, is it all over the place? Can people understand what you're saying, right? Um, shout out to my mom here. <laughs> she's listening. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> your mom's gonna, listening. She's going to hate it when I say this, but my mom, when she tells us a joke uh, because of the lack of structure and she'll, she'll laugh before she even finishes the joke, <laughs> you know, and it's all over the place and we're just really trying our best to like capture things here. Um, that really uh, is an important component in communication. Yeah. All right, Renika, before we go into a few messages, what are the fundamentals of effective communication to manage conflicts, but also to help you network? Right. Um, I know I sound really uh, repetitive when I say this, but observational skills are so important. So I would say that, you know, if you want to manage conflict best, you need to understand who you're speaking to, right? So observation means in the first five to 10 minutes, when you hear how this person responds to your questions or how this person is uh, relaying their information, what's the style of it, right? What's important? Are they very emotion-based? Are they telling you things like, example, I feel, Right. So if they're saying, I feel, then perhaps they fall under a particular uh, personality style. Or if they come off immediately with like um, no small talk, immediately just telling you about the information itself, then perhaps they are in a different style. So observations of all these different styles helps you to understand how to speak to these people. And therefore, when you're managing conflicts, you have lesser friction. Yeah, and the same thing goes with networking as well. I think for me, whenever I ask open-ended questions um, in the first few minutes of talking to someone new, just the way how they answer me gives me sort of a sense of where which quadrant they fall under and I would then know how to be versatile enough to, you know, speak their lingo and, you know, share it their way. Yeah. Um, so last week on the show, you mm. mentioned this, uh, Begin With N in Mind, mm. which is uh, one of the seven habits of Stephen Covey. Right. Today, you mentioned basically seek first to understand and wow. then only to be understood. <laughs> so you can see how these habits are really important. Actually, yeah. one of the one, a book that was really informative for my own uh, development as a kid. Mm. Uh, I don't know which 15-year-old was reading Seven Habits, but that was uh, me. Um, all right, cool. So those are some of the key things there. we got to go into a few messages, Renika. Mm. Don't go away. Mm. Uh, we've got more to get into. Folks, I've been speaking with Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. And we've been talking about the importance of communication when it comes to personal branding. I'm Roshan Kanison. You're all listening to Raise Your Game. We'll be back in just a bit. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Bias Free Media, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hey folks, welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I've been speaking with Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. Today on the show, we're getting into the essentials of communication and personal branding. Um, Renika, when it comes to communication, so over the last two weeks, we've always asked about, you know, appearance, how does it differ depending on, you know, where you are in the business or what kind of, whether you're self-employed or employed mm. with behavior. I asked you about, you know, at the level that you are, how does mm. that differ? When it comes to communication, what are the nuances uh, mm. that come about depending on the work I'm doing or the type of business I'm in? Mm. Yeah, I think based on like uh, whether which level you're at, even if you know you're you're in an organization or like the business that you're in, um, it's important to understand what is your audience most receptive to, right? So 
whether you should tone up, you know, use more uh, proper uh, grammar, um, you know, the, the vocabulary that you use needs to be of a certain way, or you need to tone it down and keep it a bit more simple. All this information does matter. Um, and and as also like, uh, as I mentioned, like even like peppering like some Malay words or some Mandarin words in there sometimes just helps you to like be, be a little bit more relatable. So I think in terms of communication, apart from understanding the behavioural styles, also understanding what makes people feel more comfortable is important. Now, as mentioned, it's important for an organisation to have employees that understand different personalities mm. and how to use that knowledge to communicate effectively, manage conflicts and carry oneself during social and networking events. Mm. Um, what are your strategies and tactics to help clients with this? Right. Maybe for this, I'll share a case study. Right? By all means. Yeah. Sometimes the examples are a great way to learn. Yeah, yeah. So um, there is a corporate client that came to us and the problem statement that they told us is these two things. Number one, conflicts are really running high in their team. And number two, uh, they just feel that these people, when they go for any events, there is no high buy-in from uh, external stakeholders, right? When I look at this, I already know the strategy that I would be using here is to help them understand the DISC profile a bit better or whatever tools that, you know, your organization is going with. Again, there's many out there. I'm not promoting DISC in any way. Uh, but what I want them to understand is, first of all, understand yourself, right? What is your behavioral profile? Right. Um, understand why you behave a certain way or why your communication styles is of such, right? And then understanding how to observe um, other people's behavioral styles based on number one, um, the way how they speak, um, the structure of their communication, what's important for them, um, and also the emotional element of their communication style. So these things would tell you what this person's behavioral quadrant is. Uh, and from there, understand, you know, how exactly to communicate based on that. So that's the first thing. Um, and the second thing is, of course, in terms of buying, it's also understanding in terms of language proficiency. So we did have a situation with another client where we went through the entire DSC profile only to realize that their biggest problem is language. It's not really customization. Huh. Yeah, so they're brilliant people. They're amazing. They speak so well in their native language. But when it comes to English, right, it became really difficult to understand them. And this relates back to the five yeah. things uh, about uh, communication strategy, right? Which That's is right. language proficiency, tonality, adaptability, customization, and structure. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so depending on what the problem statement is for our clients, we then look at that five key elements and see which one do we really want to focus on at first. Okay, mm. um, now we come to the part in the show where I ask about mistakes, uh, mm. which I've done over the last two weeks as well. Mm. Renika, you know the drill. What are the common mistakes <laughs> you've seen clients make when it comes to communication? Uh, and how do we, you know, address these things? Right. I think there's two things I see here in terms of common mistakes. The first one is, of course, speaking to people the way you like to be spoken to. Right, assuming that basically that everyone communicates the way you do. Exactly. Mm. So, and that's um, essentially not accurate, especially if building rapport is a main objective for you. You really want to create that likability there. And so you need to understand your audience, right? That's the first one. Uh, the second one is trying too hard to want to impress people to the point where you think um, your communication styles or level needs to be really toned up, uh, very high level. Uh, when in actual fact that perhaps just based on your audience, it shouldn't have been that way. So I think the lack of understanding in this sense also is one of the common mistakes I see. Right. Mm. Um, and how do you get over something like that? Right? How do you deal with that? Because um, it sounds like a mismatch in terms of your audience demand or your audience need, basically. Right. Yeah. I think 
it's really important to understand what is your key objectives here, right? Is it really to impress or is it really to build rapport? Um, because I think understanding where you're coming from, right, helps you to know what style or what are some of the downfalls that you should really be focusing on. Yeah. All right. Um, on a similar note, um, what are the things that you've noticed in your trainings, in your consultations, uh, that people often take granted when it comes to communication as a part of personal branding? Yeah. So I find this question rather difficult to answer. Interesting. Simply, yeah, simply because um, I feel that in terms of the um, self-awareness of individuals, whether it's uh, in corporates or whether it's, you know, entrepreneurs, is that they understand the importance of communication. Among all four pillars, this one is a easy sell. Um, ah. So because of that, right, I often realize that they don't real they don't seem to take it for granted. Not so much like the other pillars, though. I have more problems with the other with pillars. The other pillars. <laughs> this one, when I tell them, hey, it's important, they're like, yes, I know, you know, yeah. I guess it's because of the communication is such a saleable skill, right? It's mm. so integral to your ability to generate revenue because mm. if you can't communicate, you can't get sales, which yeah. is then impacts your top line, your bottom line, yeah. and all that. So I guess that's where a lot of training budgets probably are allocated towards. That's right, yeah. So um, then maybe on a, on a related note, how do you talk to your clients about... Um, so communication, obviously, is something that they pay attention to. Do you, do you need to emphasize the importance of appearance and behavior and digital presence uh, mm. in order to for them to pay attention equally to all the different components? Yeah, I think I always need to tell them that, you know, this is just one part of the entire brand strategy, right? And I think that you know, the thing about like these four pillars, right, is that if you focus on one too much, it becomes imbalance. So in this case of communication, great that you're focusing to be a master communicator. But if you're overlooking the others, then perhaps in terms of opportunities, you don't get enough mm -hmm. of it. You don't get one foot into the door because you don't look the part and you don't carry yourself well, right? Which is right. the A and B pillar, right? So, so your your first seven seconds, the, your first impression isn't great. Yeah. And then you have to go work harder on the, whether it's through your communication or your behavior right. to kind of override that initial first impression, which is again, time wasted. Yep, yep. Um, Renika, to wrap up, is there anything you'd like to add to the conversation before mm. we take this to a close? Right. I think, um, you know, I think you said it really well just now where communication is really a two-way street, right? It's a two-way process. And so though we focus a lot on the speaking part, please, guys, actively listen, right? And I think <laughs> if you're... Um, if you're not good at it, I think one easy tip is to just paraphrase. And this is something that um, I oftentimes teach my clients as well, you know. Basically, just maybe start off with this technique called the speaker-listener technique where mm -hmm. when you listen to what people say, you just repeat back first mm -hmm. to just um, condition your mind to learn how to listen, right? And then from there, learn how to paraphrase and so on. But yeah, what I want to say here is the conclusion is active listening is so important, guys. Yeah, and yeah. also it's uh, something that you develop and you have to improve, right? Because right. Uh, from um, my impression... Mm. Um, if you just rephrase and paraphrase perpetually, you become a parrot, yeah. which is also something you don't want to Correct. People do. are going to find out sooner or later, right? So using, mm -hmm. again, this is a gateway towards yep. better active listening. Yeah. Um, and uh, anything else you'd like to add towards active listening? Um, I, I would say that really just listen to 
understand rather than listen to answer. You know what I mean? Because I feel like... Um, right, because there know? are a lot of times people yeah. are listening and like, oh, I can respond to that. Correct. As opposed to trying to understand the underlying message that the other person is uh, either consciously or unconsciously trying to tell Correct. you. Correct. Yeah, and I think another part of communication that um, there's this one uh, important thing that I always also share with my participants and clients. When you're speaking to someone and when you're listening, um, you need to understand that sometimes the attention um, needs to be given to the person who's speaking. Mm -hmm. So many of times, because we want to be seen as relatable, right, what we do is that we now... um, share our own experiences to what they've been sharing. But when you do that, you kind of take away, you know, the uh, attention or rather the the space for them to share, right? So I think that's something that, I don't know whether this is relevant or not in this in this context, right? But I say, for example, I tell you, Roshan, I, you know, when I was coming here, I, I got into an accident and it was really bad. My car is dented, right? And then Roshan, you reply me like, oh, that's not too bad. You know, last week, my sister's friend went into an accident and she hit this and that, you know, so you're essentially one-upping the other person. So diminishing the other person's uh, story yeah. in not relating to them, mm-hmm. uh, making yeah. them feel irrelevant in a way. Irrelevant or it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to express my feelings here, but you are then, you know, trying to crowd it with your own stories. So that's another thing about communication. Uh, I think right. people Some, should be known full of, yeah. Okay, yeah, because sometimes people just want to uh, talk to be heard as opposed yeah. to, sometimes people don't want solutions at that moment, right? Yeah. They just want to decompress uh, just talk about something, feel that moment, yeah. and the solution can come later on. And yeah. or the you know, because the other person may come from a point where oh, I, I, I'm trying to make you feel better, so you know mm. it could have been worse. Correct. Uh, yeah. Time and place. You know, time and place. Exactly. All right, Renika. Um, yeah, I think we've covered everything for communication so far. Nice. Uh, and a bit of more extra in terms of active listening. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to our final episode yes. of the month of personal branding. Next week we talk about digital presence. Is it going to be mostly LinkedIn or are you going to be talking a little bit wider than that? Um, I would focus a lot of my attention on LinkedIn simply because of the audience, right? But um, yeah, I can also share a little bit about the other parts of social media. Great. I look forward to that. Uh, Folks, I've been speaking with Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. And we've been talking about the importance of communication when it comes to personal branding. Like Renika mentioned, next week, we'll tackle the fourth factor in the ABCDs of personal branding. That's digital presence. And yes, we'll be talking a little bit about LinkedIn, among other things. In the meantime, if you have any questions for Renika, drop us a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. Just be sure to address it to either Renika or myself, Roshan. Uh, I'm Roshan Kinesen. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.